0: Well, Masanga, welcome to the podcast. It's so, so excited to talk to you. You've got a fascinating history and you're up to some fascinating work. You've written a book, but let's go way back to your childhood and growing up in the Congo and talk a little bit about that and talk about you know, how did that get you thinking about leadership?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was I was born in the Congo and, uh, and so I grew up both in Congo and in Belgium, uh, back and forth. So the idea of, uh, of of being a leader is it comes really uh, from my upbringing. Uh, my parents uh, taught us uh, to always be kind to people. Uh, to be uh, uh, if you have uh, enough, uh, don't mind sharing it with others. Uh, I remember when we were children, uh, some of the uh, relatives who prob- we did not necessarily have uh, you know enough, uh, they would come and my mother would always give them. Uh, a bowl of rice for them to take home, and so on. So, uh, so, so, I grew up uh, within uh, in that kind of environment, and and also uh, 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 through my own education. Primary school, uh, I went uh, through uh, a school that was run by the Jesuits, uh, Catholic priest, the Jesuits. And uh, I remember those days they were focusing a lot on this idea of uh, service, of of serving others. Apart from the Focus on intellectual rationalization, and so on. But there is one aspect there that was always of service. Uh, so, uh, so, so I think uh, 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 the way even I've led over the years, and I, I think that the idea of being a servant leader, at least that aspect of leadership, I think it came, it came from there. Huh? That's what sort of uh, And also, uh, Tom, the, the fact that I've uh, uh, I lived like that in two culture. And uh, I've been fortunate with uh, with my professional career to have uh, work also with people from different countries, like Mexico, I run a group that was based out of Austria, another one from Netherlands, Brazil, and so on. So it helped me uh, have a better appreciation of, uh, of, of culture, uh, other people, uh, and then realizing at the end of the day, that there is a common denominator. We are all human beings. We are all yearning for the same things. Really.
0: Yes. Well, well, this is our first time meeting Masango, and, and I went to a Jesuit high school myself here in Michigan, yes. and um, and my son's actually going going there next year. I told him he could go to any Jesuit school in the state of Michigan. Um, now that's sort of true because there's only two in the entire state, um, and so he didn't really he didn't really get a choice. Uh, and and actually just joined the board for the other Jesuit high school I'm a big big fan of theirs this whole idea of being men and women for others you know this idea of being of of service is really at the heart of effective leadership um, and so talk to us a little bit about sort of your you're now the president of of Hathaway Advanced Materials I believe it is yes, and, yes you know jump all the way forward and talk a little bit about what is what does leadership look like and this day and age you know it's um 2023 and the world is changing rapidly
1: well i, I think uh, I, I think what is at the heart of uh, leadership tom i think is really a uh, uh, human connection I, I think at the end of the day uh, human beings we all yearn for uh, for that connection uh, you were mentioning uh uh before uh before our conversation here the book by uh, david brooke a social animal uh, we are in fact social animals we are we, we yearn for that uh, for that for that connection. So so I really think that uh, that leadership. What is at the foundation on leadership is really uh, is really uh, is really that connection. So so leadership is really uh, uh, a set of behaviors. I would say set of behavior and action, uh, and and it comes from uh, from values. Huh? Values that guide us. Uh, that guide our decisions and and behavior. Uh, it comes from the vision we we have for ourselves and and for others, and uh, and it shows in the in the in the trust and, and connection that we build. Uh, so 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 that's really what uh, what I see there, and, and perhaps I see uh, uh, just looking at the leadership and uh, looking at uh, all, all the uh, uh, turnover I've seen during my career. I think that element of uh, of of engagement of the leader engaging. With, with the people engaging with the teams uh, quite often lacked and and so you get a group of people there that are somewhat uh, disengaged or demotivated so so I think it's a it's a challenge for the companies but the good news is that uh, human beings they are all uh, social animals and uh, we are all uh, yearning uh, yearning for the same thing
0: yeah quite literally all around the world it's the same the, yeah. the other day. with all of our devices and cell phones and mobile phones and iPads and all these technology distractions at the end of the day humans still want very much that that human connection and they especially want it out of out of their leaders so I love I love that connection um you mentioned engage which is a pretty hot topic in fact our book will be out next year called the the great engagement um so what does it mean to you, though? And when, when you th- when you think about engagement, what is it that we want people engaged in?
1: Well, I mentioned I mentioned human connection before. Uh, what I mean by that is that uh, when you put that uh, that uh, emotional connection at your foundation, uh, you you begin to discover what people are capable of. Uh, so so you create that foundation for confidence. Uh, that uh, that perhaps uh, new and exciting things uh, uh, for, for for the people uh, can emerge, and, and then you motivate others uh, uh, to achieve uh, to achieve something that matters to them uh, and to the company as a well. whole. So 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 how do you how do you do that? I think uh, I think you can do that in a, in, in a different uh, in many ways. Uh, one is obviously uh, uh, as a leader, you need to uh, uh, to be visible. Uh, so because nobody can trust or uh, follow somebody who's invisible. So you need, to be, you need to be visible. You need to be out there, talk to people, interact with them. But, but, uh, but, but that interaction, uh, uh, one I mean, there are many junctions eh, for interaction. You have coffee, you have meetings, one-on-one. So there are many, many ways for us uh, where we can engage people, different junctions. Now, you can come and then see an individual and ask the individual, how is the project going? Or you can ask the individual uh, last week what was really exciting that uh, you came across. So 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 that becomes a different kind of interaction that brings the other individual into somewhat of a reflective mode. So you have to be visible. You have to uh, you have you have to engage. Uh, you have to be you have to be present. Uh, so in a way you have to to genuinely connect connect with people. Huh? To, to, to know their experiences, uh, to know what is uh, what is uh, what is uh, what is motivating them, what is energizing them huh, at the end of the day. That's really what you want to know. So because uh, 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 Tom, uh, uh, what people are looking for is they're looking for that sense of belonging. Uh, that that's number one. Uh, I remember uh, a few years ago, early uh, in my career. There was this uh, chemist, he was uh, extremely excited about this field of emulsion. Each time you talk to him about emulsion, you can see his eyes sprinkling and so on. And then one day by the coffee machine, I asked him, what really uh, makes you come here every day? Or what, 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 what is it in this place that you like? Uh, I thought he was going to tell me, oh, we're working on great projects and so on. And uh, his answer was, that, no, what I like here is that during the lunchtime, I can go and play uh, ping pong with Mark, uh, you know, because that's the time I can meet with him. We can exchange ideas, get excited, and so on and so on. So, so it, it dawned to me that it was really that sense of affiliation, you know, of belonging to to some community that was uh, I, I also equally important. Huh? So, so, so that was one thing. Uh, the, the second thing is that uh, uh, individuals uh, need to feel value. Uh, I remember. I remember this uh, this manager who uh, who reminded me one day. He told me that uh, that uh, one day I was passing in the corridor. Uh, apparently, I mentioned to him. I said, uh, "Hey, John, uh, it's been a long time I've not uh, spoken to you, uh, but uh, please, uh, you know, I did not forget you." And he told me a few months later, or a few years later, that 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 comment made his day. Yeah, so he felt he felt value. He, he felt. He, he felt, he felt extremely valued. So, so those are some of the things, but the other one also is that, uh, as a leader, uh, you need to create that, uh, 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 uh psychological safety for the individual. Uh, I, I remember there was uh, this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, this young lady, uh, she was in marketing and then uh, she got transferred uh, in, into my group. And, uh, she was telling me the story that, uh, uh, when she she was part of that marketing group, uh, her boss was excited about the project that she was doing, uh, giving her lots of praises and so on. But as time went on, there were some rumors you know, from other colleagues that she was not performing that well and so on. but, but the manager never really gave her that feedback uh, and so on. And, uh, and, uh, and she conveyed to me when she got transferred to my group, she said she felt she, she did not feel safe in that environment. She felt invisible in that kind of environment, huh? because because she could see now that uh, I was actually uh, paying attention to to her and, and so on. Huh? So so these are some of the the, the element there, uh, uh, Tom, that uh, that that I could uh, that I could mention.
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of lessons you learned from your mother, I would imagine, Masango. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? How so many of these leadership lessons go back to things that we. We, if we're lucky, we had, you know, we had parents that taught us these values as yes. young children, and and now as leaders, our job is to just live those values. Is just yeah, live that so. way to be that way. Very much so. You said something earlier in your answer too that I thought was really good, which which um, which many people miss out on is that you know it's something that matters to them, and we forget about this that as leaders we can't just be telling people what to do and we can't just be telling people what's important to the organization Yes, yes. that effective leadership helps people figure out what do they care about, what matters to them. And then yes. we can unlock that yes. that aspiration that they have. Then it's yes. like, you know, it's like setting off fireworks. You can't, you can't, yeah. can't pull that energy back. It's on, it's literally people get on fire. So talk yes. a little bit about that and how do you, how do you do that? How do you help people find out what matters to them, and then map it onto what the organization's doing?
1: Well, I, I, I think I think you you learn a lot from uh, from, uh, from 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 people's stories. Uh, so uh, uh, you you learn about their story, and and, and uh, at the same time that builds uh, that builds uh, that emotional connection. So so stories, in a way, they are the windows, uh, if you will, the, the windows. Into personal experience, especially uh, uh, human agency, so to speak. So, 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 as you are uh, asking people to tell the story, and you try to discover what is really uh, 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 bringing them to life, eh? those uh, en- enlivening experiences, eh? that that's when you can uh, you 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 can pick up what really what really energizes the individual, eh? what really energizes. and then if, if now you can uh, you can enrich. And, and reach their experiences uh, by putting them in a situation where they can they can relieve those experiences, then they they come out very motivated, very energized. So 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 one thing is is, is for them to, uh, uh, to 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 hear the story and to have them relate their own story because they may disco- rediscover huh, what actually was bringing energy to their own experiences.
0: Yeah, so helping. Which takes time, you know, to slow down and actually share yeah. stories and listen to other people's stories. But
1: yeah, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it take, it, yeah. Sorry,
0: sorry, uh, Tom. That's no, okay. Go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say yes, it does take time. Uh, you can do it uh, uh, in those uh, junctures uh, informally, or you could craft, uh, which 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 I did in one of uh, in one of the companies I was I was working for. You can craft a session where we are all, uh, a session where you have uh, one employee interviewing the other, and then the employee asking the other those enlivening experiences, and then coming back and the, the, the interviewer relating that to the rest of the group. So, so, so I tried that, uh, that way of doing, and, and it was very powerful because, because the individual who's relating the story now rediscovering or relating to others what uh, he or she you know the experience that brought a lot of energy uh, and, and then the interviewer relating that to others at the same time they have to internalize that story and convey it to others uh so 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 that was uh, that was uh, uh one one exercise uh, uh, that i did in a couple of companies and i thought it was uh, very powerful it helped individual getting to know uh, each other somewhat of uh, a slightly deeper level than just seeing each other, talking about sport and so on.
0: Yeah, I love I love that because it sounds like you're realizing that it's not just about creating relationships between you, the leader, and them, but how do I foster relationships between all of my employees, all of my team members, so they they get to know each other better and they build relationships.
1: Yeah, very much so, very much so. Very much, because at the end of the day, when you enrich the life-giving forces of those individuals, then great things play out,
0: then great things play out. Yeah, you talk about this in your book, Um, your book is uh, Be a Leader of Significance, and that there's there's these daily moments and actions that are really critical to leadership. So share some examples, maybe, of what those daily moments are.
1: Well, I mean, uh, I mean uh, those, uh, those, those daily moments uh, in in terms of, uh, uh, for example, if you give uh, if you give uh, if you if you give, for example, a uh, uh, a project to an individual, huh, uh, uh, as you are having the conversation to the individual, uh, uh, you want to uh, n- not not to discuss the outcome, but to discuss with the individual the process, uh, what they felt. Uh, what was uh, some of the surprises, uh, what really, what aspect of that process brought a great deal of joy to them, and then trying to ask those open, open-ended open questions to bring them into that reflective mode, because at the end of the day, that's what the individual they're going to, to remember. Uh, you, you, you see, Tom, today when I meet, uh, uh, when I meet uh, some of the, the, the managers who work uh, uh, with me over the years and so on, even uh, going back almost 30 years, what they remember is uh, is not really those great products we developed and so on but they are they're remembering more the experience that they had while developing those projects uh, so 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 that's that's really what they are left with. Uh, and today if you look at uh, some of the senior executive <laughs> when they leave the company and you are trying to ask you said oh do you remember Mike they say yeah yeah yeah, yeah I remember Mike. But there was really nothing there, uh, particular there that they could uh, <clears throat> they could say about uh, about this senior executive Mike, you know, because he has not been able to to touch nor leave some kind of uh, legacy, eh, in the yeah. hearts and minds of the people that he worked with.
0: Which is part of the the subtitle of your book is this whole idea of legacy. So talk about that and what's the significance of you know building a a legacy and leaving an impact.
1: Yeah, I mean, here you are trying to build an organization, uh, but then, uh, but then, leadership is not uh, is not really a solo venture. Right? Leadership is is not about uh, how far we go, uh, but really is, is about uh, how far we help other progress. So, so, so while while you are doing that, you want to to develop people, and those are the people who are going to carry your legacy. Right? That that's why I like saying leadership is not a solo. Uh, it's not a solo. Uh, it's not a solo venture. Uh, so, uh, so uh, that legacy uh, includes uh, developing others, uh, because then that's how you can scale up the your, the impact of uh, of what you're trying to do by multiplying that creativity, the multiplying that uh, the, the you know the talent and so on, and which means that you have to delegate that authority uh, and convey a sense of confidence as you are delegating that authority.
0: Well, creativity is certainly a, a huge topic and a lot of organizations struggle with this, you know, getting getting true creativity out of their selves or out of their employees or their team members. What advice do you have? What ideas do you have around helping to foster creativity?
1: Well, it, it comes down really to, uh, uh, to the environment. Uh, so psychological safety, certainly people f- should feel safe, safe to express their idea safe to try uh, safe to experiment so you need to encourage that experimentation uh, so 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 it comes down really to that environment an environment where there is collaboration uh, where, where people are, are continue looking for for ideas but at the end of the day you as a leader you have to you, 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 are, the champion, huh? you are the champion you have the champion you have the champion of that environment you are the de facto energy in chief, for the organization where you have to create that level of energy and, and then giving people a, a sense that there is an expectation for them and you like them to uh, to generate new ideas and so on. So so that's how really how you achieve. You create that environment. I
0: love that. I love that idea of energy. You know, that uh, the, the CEO really doesn't mean much. Um, but if you if you think of yourself as the chief energy officer, your job is to go out there and to foster aspiration, to foster commitment and to get people excited about where you're headed, you know, to inject energy into your culture is such a cool idea. I haven't heard that before. So um, what about the the area of, of, you know, confidence? A lot of people, especially younger leaders, younger people struggle with this, this idea of confidence. And I know um, you talk a little bit about this, you know, this idea of building a culture of confidence. What, what does that look like?
1: Well, I mean, the confidence meaning that uh, uh, as, as, as you are delegating the authority, uh, as, as you are delegating uh, uh, the, the authority to, to, to another individual, you, you you have to look at it in terms of, uh, uh, in terms of uh, more of uh, abundance, huh? uh, You have to have, uh, that mindset of abundance you have to see the employee as a as a unlimited resources so if you go to that mindset then then it becomes easy for you as you are as you are giving as you are delegating that that authority uh, that uh, that uh, that you allow the individual to express himself or herself uh, realizing that uh, that the individual can make a mistake there and there now we all went through uh, through through uh, through mistakes uh, in in our own uh, in our own uh, professional career uh, so so but but that's okay uh, the important thing is that uh, uh, as you are delegating that authority you also need uh, to work with the individual uh, uh, in terms of providing the support whether its resources are other but really to provide the support in terms of uh, having them think and reflect uh, about uh, what he or she is doing uh, what are some of the lessons that uh, that they may learn in the process, and so on, to force that reflective uh, reflective mode? Huh? So, so that's really what you need. So, so that's how that's how that's how you you build you build the confidence. But first of all, you as a leader, uh, you need to uh, exhibit that mindset uh, of abundance, huh? and then you know look at employee uh, employees as uh, as uh, unlimited resources
0: yeah that they have they truly have unlimited potential and, and part of the job of leadership is to help unearth that or unpack that or help them get beyond you know that self-limiting belief the those critical thinking that we all have in our head that those negative voices in our heads that we can set those aside it allows us to unleash you know part of that unlimited potential um and which I think a lot of leaders get, of the theory of that but it's hard to you know it's hard to do that especially when you're constantly being pushed for you know achieving numbers and financial results and so how do you stay present how do you stay focused
1: well i i learned i learned from my very first uh, 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 uh boss in my career and that always resonated to me up to today he always told me projects will get done but the question is a view Are the people being developed so uh, so so that always uh, <laughs> that always stayed uh, stayed uh, stayed in my mind eh? uh, so 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 what does that mean uh, uh, i mean i myself i made i made mistakes eh? i can uh, i can think of one mistake there was one uh, one role that i i took in one company uh, there as a uh, as as a senior executive, vice president there, and then uh, that uh, company, their challenge was innovation. So they were, they used to be innovative. You could almost uh, see the revenue ten percent uh, every year, and then it plateaued. So I was brought in uh, trying to uh, to help in in changing that. Uh, but that pressure was 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 so high uh, that uh, that. Uh, that I completely forgot what are the things that I've learned before in terms of managing people. So I, I came there, I, I began to be uh, very directive and so on. I completely, uh, uh, that self-awareness was just not there. <laughs> I, you know The way I was being perceived by others because they were uh, you know, showing a great deal of resistance uh, with my approach and I could not understand why. Uh, until, uh, until, uh, until I was given some feedback uh, from some of my peers, then I have to readdress it and then come down and then now consult and get feedback uh, from the team members uh, in terms of what ideas, thoughts that they might have that we can pursue. So uh, so, so, so you are right. When you are under that kind of pressure, uh, we tend to, to revert to the task when in fact, the task will be done. I mean, if you coerce people and so on, eventually you can get that. But 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 if you try to engage people, then the output will even be beyond expectations.
0: Yeah, we have to we have to slow down and catch ourselves as leaders and notice when we're we're emotionally triggered, you know, in not productive ways, and that's when exactly when we have to double down on leadership skills that we have and not get stuck into maybe old ways of doing things or old ruts, because that can cripple the whole team. Absolutely. So you, um, you wrote this book, I imagine it's um, uh, a great source of pride for you and probably like us in writing our book, very painful. Um, it's not easy to write a book. It's not as easy as it looks anyway. <laughs> so talk a little bit about you know the the experience of writing writing your book um, you know that the, you know what was that like for you as a leader
1: well I, I think uh, I think writing this book uh, was really uh, uh, me reflecting on my journey huh? uh, so uh, so over the years I, I, I came to realize that uh, uh, even though many of those jobs were very successful, uh, in terms of market share or innovation, uh, but to really to realize that uh, the outcome were really the results of that transformational changes huh? that uh, that that started uh, that started uh, from 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 ground up. So so it was really uh, 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 a reflective mode for me, huh? and, and I wanted to share uh, to share stories uh, to show a leadership lesson. Uh, for the other individuals, manager, or, uh, or even senior executive, those who would like to enhance their own uh, competencies, with the hope that they will find something there that, uh, that, that will resonate with them because of experience, or perhaps get some new new uh, tips there and there that we can do. Uh, really, uh, uh, the motivation was that, uh, that uh, uh, I believe that engagement is really uh, crucial uh, for organization. Uh, because without it, motivation, passion and energy will be lost. Uh, so I wrote really the book uh, uh, to uh, to advocate for that uh, impactful leadership uh, in everyday moments. So the aim was really uh, to inspire uh, people to uh, seize those leadership opportunities, uh, create those moments of significance for others. Uh, so that's really what it is. So the book is a compilation of uh, of, uh, i have a number, I have many stories in there and uh, those stories uh, coalesce uh, in a way for the reader uh, to, to to consider for their own uh, the for their own journey uh, i'm talking about uh, being uh, on a mission uh, seeking uh, positive disruption engaging with the teams energizing the organization and so on so so that's really how i came to do to write that book huh? Uh, so, uh, so, so over the years, I reflected and and I realized that uh, that the many managers uh, that uh, that I came across with in many of those companies, they did not always have have the tool uh, nor the, uh, uh, the 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 support, you know, to to help them enhance their own their own capability or being given the opportunity for them to discover themselves.
0: Well, it's clear that you have a a huge heart, Masango, a huge heart for wanting to help people and wanting to help others um, that started, again, probably at your youth and through your Jesuit education, and every job along the way. Um, And for those of you who are interested in Masango's book, it's called uh, Be a Leader of Significance, Build Your Legacy, Leave an Impact. You can find it on Amazon, of course. Um, What, maybe to wrap up here today, we could talk about a different book. You know, what What's another book that's had an impact on you as a leader that you'd recommend to our listeners?
1: Well, the book I will recommend, uh, which is a book that I read uh, many years ago, but uh, actually reading it, uh, reading it uh, now, it's called uh, "It's called uh, uh, the Second Mountain." It's a book uh, written by uh, uh, David Brooks. David Brooks writes for the New York Times uh, and is a political commentator. But uh, this is uh, this is a book called. Uh, the second mountain. And in the book, uh, David uh, Brooks explored the concept of uh, meaningful and purposeful life. So he argues that uh, uh, many people are are stuck in that uh, first mountain. Uh, They have achieved so much professionally, uh, you know, individually and so on. Uh, But what he's arguing is that uh, that, uh, uh, there is a more fulfilling path there's a more fulfilling path and you have to go through that second mountain for you to discover that. So it's a book I would recommend to your listener. It's a big book. It takes time to read, uh, but I think they will enjoy reading it and and it will force them to reflect uh, on, on their own, on their own life, professional, where they are today, what they are really looking for uh, and so on.
0: Yeah, he's got, he's a phenomenal writer. He's got a lot of great books. The, the road to character is a great one. His, um, Social Animal is a fascinating book about how how sort of unconscious we really are as human beings, um, and that we're not as not as conscious as we think we are. Um, that book definitely left an impact on me. So, well, that's great. Well, thank you for those, and thank you for your time today. Um, it's always a pleasure to have fellow Jesuit educated folks and fellow um, folks who just care about helping others on the show. So, thank you for all the work you're doing, Masango, and and uh, for joining us today.
1: Yeah, thank you. Uh, Thank you, Tom, uh, for uh, having me on your podcast. Uh, I enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely.